Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, we're on this new recording platform, which is kind of fun and kind of different. So that's kind of neat. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm the one that Nate usually kind of handles the uh, producer side of the recording. And I've been tinkering with a, another tool just to see what the output looks like. Maybe we'll Maybe the audio is better, or maybe it's worse, or maybe who knows. But it's we're, <laughs> we're tinkerers, we're engineers, we're geeky nerds that like to play with new toys. So you know, well, it is a shiny new toy. I'll give you that. Cool. So I was thinking today we'll pick up where we left off. We're just to remind our audience we are back into. Uh, Nate searching for SAS mode. We've reset the clock on the whole podcast. <laughs> we are back <laughs> in early days. Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting because I think we've, I've been thinking about this on how to help other people and which was one of my key things. And last episode we went through, I think we call them require requirements, right? Like yep. what were the base things you were looking for? And I think that's a really good, pattern a habit to have because it just gives you some constraints so you're not just like searching everywhere um yeah, yeah definitely we uh we, yeah i we think we had like uh five or six requirements and then we had like uh five or six um bad requirements basically like you know if you see this run kind of thing right right I was thinking if we were to rename it and I was to go back in time and maybe we could later, maybe once we've gone through this process, we'll sort of come up with names for this stuff if it actually works. But I was thinking it was more of, it might be a better word for it might be like parameters. I don't know. Why. Yeah. Like it's, it's let requirements sound very hard and fast and like this mm. needs to happen this way where parameters are a little more guiding and it's just like, here's like these large, like here's my general parameters for what I'm kind of looking for and just to recap it's a quick way for you to just remind yourself of like what am i looking for how do i do it like what did uh what what does future nate want (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, versus all the rabbit holes we can get into yeah i think like one or two of them is just like you know speak with uh, being able to speak with customers or being able to make an mvp fairly quickly those were some of the things that i kind of wanted to have as parameters um for making something Right. And the whole point is like the next stage is like what we were calling like the fishing stage, I think, uh, last time. Um, or did we call it something else? Did we call it hunting? <laughs> yeah, I think we said it was fishing versus hunting. Hunting was right. the... So, uh, go ahead. Uh, as I say, that the, the fishing stage and the whole idea is just you're kind of just out there like looking at patterns and just just garnering other like letting the world kind of come to you but in a different way versus like going out there and actively hunting for an idea with the intention and again Mm -hmm. the parameters help frame some of those but are not meant to really replace like true validation which we're trying to punt till later because it's so easy to get into here's an idea and now now let me go try to validate it and you spend like more time on those individual things so yeah yeah totally um, so well, yeah you know, where if, did we leave you off we left you kind of traveling the world of uh what did what did you end up doing to kind of do some fishing yeah so you said something along the lines of like find a fire hose and start drinking kind of thing <laughs> so 
that's what I did. Um, I went on, uh, I, I dug up this old thing that I used to use called uh, Feedly. It's like an RSS reader. And Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty great. Um, basically, you can aggregate all a couple different news sources into it and uh, like anything that has an RSS feed. And that way you don't miss articles and you can kind of tune it to get just the articles you want. And um, so I used that to pull from a bunch of different sources. Um, basically, I was looking for like funding um, funding announcements or uh, general uh, tech movement news um, or uh, just small startup um, kind of question and answer type articles. And uh, so I got um, I got a few Reddit channels um, and then I also got uh, a couple of different things from TechCrunch and then um, a few small uh, smaller blogs going into my feedly. Nice. Nice. Did you do any newsletters or other uh, podcasts or any other like feeds into your into your uh, consciousness? Yeah. So I have um, I have been listening to uh, the Acquired podcast, which we're both big fans of, um, and you've probably heard us talk about them before. Um, but I haven't gotten any new podcasts. I find my podcasting uh, uh, space in my life is not very big right now, and so I just have time for the, a couple at this point. I do have a few newsletters that I get. Um, I got one from, uh, shoot, I forget what it's called now, uh, Micro Acquire. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just enjoy going through the the list of the, uh, small startups for sale in there and kind of seeing, you know, what they're doing and what their competitors are. And um, kind of, you can see some of their metrics on there too, which is kind of neat, like how many customers and uh, total value and all that. Nice, nice. So... Have you found anything that has garnered your interest? Like what seemed, where where have you found yourself being more curious and leaning more into versus what are ones you're like, all right, I'm just kind of reading this stuff because Josh told me to <laughs> and like, uh, yeah. this is okay. I feel it feels like pulling teeth. Well, actually kind of like at first I felt like I needed to like, you know, really tune my feed. Like I felt like I need to like, well, let's get the right filters in here and like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's write some code that it will just like surface Uh-oh. the right one. And uh, I think we talked a little bit after I was looking at that and you're like, no, 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 that's not how this works. That's not and, the point. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. point is not to curate it for you. Like... <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't think I really felt like it was, uh, it was a chore once I got going, like once you kind of get in the rhythm of it, um, I actually found it quite enjoyable. Um, just, you just kind of skim the titles of the articles and you can kind of tell whether it's going to be a good one or not. Um, the ones that I found really good were like series a series B funding rounds. Um, be, and especially for things that were, um, like not enterprisey. So like, you know, there's a lot of healthcare and like hardware and stuff like that. But so like kind of, I kind of ignore those, but, um, whenever there's a software, uh, series A or Series B, it's really interesting to kind of see what their competitors are, what their edge on the market is, and they seem to be doing a lot of uh, a lot of them are doing like kind of new ish things, uh, which I find very interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, and and all those articles are pretty well written; otherwise, they wouldn't be there. And they usually have that core information that you're looking for. Like, what are the trends? Why now? Mm-hmm. Why do they think this is going to be big? What is there? What is interesting about them that was even at least newsworthy? So using like press as a proxy for gathering this information and also <laughs> like 
what is kind of, you know, what sort of uh, patterns are there out there with, with these and in a probably easy reading yeah. format. And one of the things I tried to do is like whenever I found something that kind of seemed interesting is I would go to their website and um, look up their their pricing, what their main pitch was, and also look for competitors like on G2 or, you know, whatever um, site there was that had kind of a listing of alternatives um, just to kind of see like what's this market like because it was a little bit surprising to me like some things I thought should be expensive but they were like $8 a month or other stuff was like, you know, seemed kind of lame to me but was like oh this is like a 200 dollars a month kind of thing it's like oh that's kind of neat right right and then kind of picking into that and it's like why is that expensive and hopefully you get down far enough that it does make sense it's like oh yeah for this user for this certain job role that would be hard to get and that would take you know Mm -hmm. 30 hours a month and that totally worth is worth 200 dollars a month or something yeah, it was really insightful to kind of see what the what the cost like because the the pricing and the company size really tells you a lot about how big of a problem it is for people, right? Like, how much do people actually care about this thing? And I kind of use that as a proxy for yeah, how much do people care about this, and is there a uh, is there room in that market maybe, um, or is there potential there? Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun to just kind of cruise around through that. And I kept notes on all the ones that I thought were interesting. I have a giant uh, document here that I have up on the side of our podcast. Um, nice. And yeah, there's kind of a few kind of neat patterns that I was seeing. Like there is um, a lot of move for um, like developer tools that were moving towards no code or low code. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, there's a lot of um there's a lot of tools that would do like something special like you know uh we help engagement with new recruiting new recruits like your recruiting agent and uh you want to keep people engaged so this is a tool that just does that but if you find like the alternative that does like all the workflow around recruiting as well as the engagement you can charge way more for that than the little tool that just does the engagement part it's like the solution versus the tool, right? Like the whole stack, like I'm solving this problem and, and soup to nuts versus just like, you know, a can opener. Otherwise it's like, Oh, uh, here's a meal that showed up at my house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I think like one of the things I found difficult was that a lot of places have like enterprise call for pricing kind of plans. I found that kind of hard because it's like, it's hard to know, really what they are charging like it could be a hundred dollars it could be five thousand dollars who knows it's definitely not a hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'll just say if you're if you're gonna have that on there for the most part i think a general rule of thumb would be like it's it's probably at least a thousand dollars a month oh, um that's that's good to know i think that's probably a good general thing because if it's lower that is more affordable and they're expecting people to be able to self-serve and whatnot um i think i mm-hmm. think that's a good general rule of thumb but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely going to be exceptions where people are trying to like garner interest and garner to talk to people earlier but mm-hmm. yeah uh, it wouldn't be worth a salesperson's time to be charging a hundred dollars a month yeah i think another really good thing about doing this is just um you get better at like understanding what the core value of a business is. So mm-hmm. like, like what, 
what do these people actually offer and why are they different from, you know, the, their competitors and, you know, what do they see as their value proposition? Even, even if they have a crappy marketing site that doesn't really do it justice. Um, I find that, that exercise really good. And also the instinct to search for competitors. So like who actually is close to this and why, and why does that matter? Um, because I feel like before, uh, before doing this, I would, you know, sure. I'd look at competitors, but it was more like a, ah, you know, whatever, but like this, like competitors actually do matter, right? Especially if they're existing and they have some traction or existing channels and that sort of thing. Yeah. I love that. It just gives you a, uh, like way to measure kind of the, the size, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's both the market and you talked about positioning and just maturity of that general space. Like you may have never heard of this and now it's like, Oh wow, this is again, a lot bigger than I thought. And there's a lot more nuance in here. Like I never would have dug down this tunnel if I didn't kind of, again, start with that TechCrunch article or that Reddit feed or something else to just let yourself be curious in that area and sort of uh, explore, explore this space um, by kind of serendipity that it fell in your inbox. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a huge thing for me. Like I was looking at beforehand, I had kind of looked at, well, you know, what markets are there and you just kind of get overwhelmed with like, there's a bazillion little niches on the internet for different things. Like how could you possibly want to start in one particular spot versus like seeing like a little article kind of just, you know, kind of just tickles your fancy a little bit and you're like, okay, I'll go check that out. And then it's more of a, it's a more of an enjoyable experience and like you get pulled into places you never knew existed, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Like it's just letting you scratch your curiosity itch, which without, without necessarily you're, you're getting reps naturally, but you're not necessarily like going to the store hungry with like, I'm looking for my idea. I'm looking for validation. Like I'm searching for the end result versus like, I'm just here to explore and learn. Um, Mm -hmm. So one thing I, thought about too is you're mentioning um what i think this also could do is if you you are taking things from TechCrunch and and um headlines that are it's not the intention that you're trying to build a a a vc-backed startup but at the same time coming in and seeing where where there is oil (laughs) right like where there Mm -hmm. potentially is and i love that again that you're digging into these because it's also getting away from, or I, I guess the only other thing I could think of is to be careful of with looking at these ideas from the, from those types of publications is that, are they just riding a fad or not? But with the economy today and with the capital raising, I feel like all those things are a little tighter or a little mm-hmm. more of like, not just, uh, you know, slapping the word AI on the end of something or slapping the word like, uh, you know, good for remote things, which probably the past few years, just <laughs> if you were in those spaces with that VCs just knew they need, they wanted to just deploy dollars in those areas because they know there's something, Yeah, but they might be so early or no one knows the exact timing of these markets. No one really has traction, but there's lots of bets being placed there. They just want to make sure they have a horse in that race. Um, yeah, so, it, it's interesting that you talk about AI though. That like that did, really did seem to be a theme that I noticed, where people are slapping AI onto stuff and not not really clearly articulating why that is a benefit. 
um, or demonstrating that it is like demonstrably better than the alternative. Um, but I do wonder though, if the market, um, you know, is starting to make that a table stakes sort of thing where they say, you know, you've got to have AI somehow. We don't particularly care what, what or how it works. Um, forward company, forward thinking companies do that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely question that. I feel like end users don't really care. Like if it's just like, I don't care how it's being made and it's processed, but maybe, <laughs> maybe the fact that it's um, AI is making it cheaper and, and bringing in more insights that I can mm-hmm. sort through. But um, I almost feel like the end customer, unless you're a technology person, like that is really looking to leverage the technology. Yeah. Like, the reality is it's not they're hungry for those insights hungry for core basic things that are going to make them either recruit faster uh like make more money you know there's like core ideals that a business have grow faster get new customers like like uh prevent prevent employees from leaving like employee mm-hmm. retention like there's these core ones that are out there in the world um yet like having the requirement be that it's AI is not really in there. It's, it's fancy, but what can it change? And in certain industries, it definitely can change a lot of things. Like where mm-hmm. were we having massive amounts of people labor where AI could take yeah. over or augment that person uh, that is doing their job. So. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I do think that um, consumers do use the tagline of AI as a proxy for it's probably better. Um, like I think there may maybe that is waning. I just think of the few people that I've talked to who are in management positions, and um, basically when they're looking for software and there's an AI competitor and a non AI competitor, they all try the AI competitor first. And hmm. once they see that that one is like, there's been a number of them where you know they're starting to become a little bit uh, disconnected. They're like, you know, this AI thing is not worth anything for particular cases and they're starting to see that but um i think there there definitely is a certain segment that would go for that so what what is are they a developer or are they like no are they not like, at all so what what can you can you give be more yeah, concrete sure, about sure, an sure, example yeah. so i i have a i have one friend who uh he works as an hr um manager for a fairly large company he has to hire mm-hmm. you know a couple hundred people a year kind of thing and uh he was using a couple different uh, recruiting tools and um, a couple of them started using AI and really bragged about how good the AI was and that it would, you know, save time and give better applicants and all that sort of thing. Um, and he found after a while, he's like, yeah, the, the AI didn't really do anything um, on this particular application. And so like, that's not worth anything to me, but it took a long time and he was willing to try the AI programs first um, on the instinct that the AI would AI would be better because everyone's talking about AI. Hmm. Okay, interesting. And, and that's a pattern that I've seen with a few other folks too. That's that's why I bring it up. Okay, I'd be interesting to see because it is like you know, was it a you know, regardless of the technology, like if he's looking at that as a core check mark. Right, mm-hmm. like AI means something to people. Like it has a uh, a meaning behind it. It has a brand <laughs> quote behind mm-hmm. it that yeah. that should mean you know smarter, more efficient, saves time. Like 
less crappy work and like high accuracy, or at least that's what it's sold, right? And then at the end of it, he is now on the flip of saying like, eh, it wasn't all that. So like a tagline now would be like, you know, real insights, not just AI driven like malarkey. And he'd probably be like, ooh, <laughs> let me check that one out, right? Like it's it's interesting from his point of view, but I wonder, again, in that industry, there's probably a positioning element during that course of time, like who's being loud about AI and and, yeah. and all of the great things about it. And then they're convinced and then it, but they didn't fulfill the promise, right? It wasn't credible. Yeah. It was, they made a promise, yeah, but they but didn't, didn't deliver. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they could be, it could be used. They could be used now as a, if they did this buzz and generated around that, now someone could come up with the yeah. reverse copy line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Counter positioning. There you go. So one thing I kind of thought that was kind of neat as I was going through all these is um, I really kind of gravitated towards the ones that had um, some sort of uh, scraping or browser integration or something like that. And then the mm -hmm. ones that were also using um, some sort of AI recognition or like some higher level intelligence on, you know, parsing things or identifying things or... Uh, sifting through and um i thought that was pretty pretty neat okay okay was there a lot is there a lot going on in that is that also from like more recent news feeds and things like that too or is this just other exploratory yeah so all of the things that i that i've been going through are all new news articles or businesses for sale or that sort of thing like there are all of the stuff i've been looking at is from uh some sort of article not not that I've been searching for something in particular. Um, okay. I did find a number of people doing like, uh, um, competitor research and mm -hmm. just looking down that channel really struck my products on our nerves of like, uh, I don't know. That doesn't sound compelling. <laughs> right. So that, that I, I really don't, uh, I don't think that that tunnel has something for me at this point. Um, okay. Okay. Interesting. So what other, uh, so you alluded to some patterns you've started to see, or at least stuff you're gravitating towards. Is that just the scraping in that part? Is that just a, out of general interest, probably just because one, you have some expertise and knowledge in that area. So it's kind of like, okay, like, all right, you, I know a little bit about this. Let me, let me see what this is all about. Like I, I have yeah. enough reps to kind of, quickly discern if this is a good thing or or not or this like novel or is this just the same old stuff with a different label so yeah that's exactly what it is it's like i feel like i i've done a lot of stuff in the browser side of the browser like driving sort of thing uh browser automation i think you'd call it um and like the the parsing and the and um yeah getting taking unstructured text or um, data and trying to make sense of it I felt like I've a lot of done a lot of that. And so like seeing how other people are doing it and, you know, Oh, you know, I could make it better this way. And that wouldn't be, you know, too hard to do it this way. And you know, that sort of thing. I find that really interesting. Um, yeah. Whether cool. there's actually something good down that tunnel is uh, yeah. It's another question, but. Well, if there is a general interest in that area, I do wonder if there's like, as you look at the ones that are successful doing this type of, like motion, right? Like mm -hmm. data collection and ingestion. And then, you know, 
what potential outputs could there be? What is in that parsing and processing layer? And like looking at, you know, if this is a level of interest, it could be interesting to, for you to like take a further step in that. If that's something you find yourself like consumed and interested in, Mm -hmm. aside from just still get your feed, I still want you to get a feed of like new (laughs) stuff. But if you were to take this one further, like what could that look like and what sort of patterns can you see from a business model perspective from both a like how how does this work like you could resell the data there's like all kinds of different models there's a lot of like data collection uh types of businesses out there and a lot of them could do really well there's like built with and there's all kinds of things so that's like you know, you're, if you go into collection and then processing and insights and customers and who's paying for it, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to map out all kinds of successful businesses in this area. And what are the patterns? What are the trends? What are the like models of their advantages? And then you can almost look at it, like go industry wide and be like, okay, where, what holes are there? Who's doing this for this model for this industry? Is there an opportunity there? That could yeah. be a, an interesting way to survey with a, a foot in the ground in this kind of data collection uh, idea. Yeah, that does uh, does sound interesting, but it does sound like a fairly large swath, like, you know, data provider. Like, there's a lot of different ways to go about that. But hmm. I, I'm most interested in what are the different models? Like, what are the trends there and the patterns, like, in terms of... The business models. Yeah, in terms of, like, who is going to pay for it and what are they actually paying for like you know so yeah built with is an interesting one right like i mm-hmm. think that one's a an interesting one then we have other ones that might get data from public information um mm-hmm. and uh you know other ones are SaaS data providers internally that i think those are off your list i think this is more of like what can i do collection of that then some sort of middle aggregation and who am i selling it to and how am I selling it? Like, mm-hmm. what patterns are there? I don't know. Just thinking about business models within those constraints. Yeah. Well, that does seem interesting. Hmm. Um, but another area to explore, I was thinking you mentioned microacquire and things like that. Are you setting parameters based off of, like, how much, how 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 big these companies are? Because I, I would think if you get too low... Like where yeah. these ones are $2,000 ideas, 5000 Hey, I built this platform and it has like, you know, $500 MRR. To me, that's not enough signal, right? Like, yeah. and that's almost akin to looking for ideas on product hunt, which is sort of even earlier, which could be kind of interesting. I think that's always interesting stuff because it's like what, mm-hmm. what, what tools could be fun, but there's no further stage validation that, okay, this either raised money because someone thinks it's a good idea or it made a lot of money or it's made at least a good amount of money um, to where there's some insights there to be had. There might be, you know, cheese down those tunnels, so to speak. Yeah, I think, um, like, I haven't really filtered too much with uh, MicroAcquire, but what I really got out of MicroAcquire is looking at the competitors to the, the SaaS that was for sale. So mm-hmm. if the SaaS looked like a, you know, reasonably reasonable um, software business that like could actually grow based on just my own intuition, then look, then I would look at their competitors and if their competitors seemed like 
like were actually established companies, I would look at the competitors and not so much at what was listed on microacquire. It was more a way to find, um, interesting, uh, industries or niches and see what they're up to. Okay. I, I like this. I like the direction you're taking him. And I like that we've now sort of, as we've been talking through this process, we're, we're coming up with lenses to look at these different sources, right? So like mm-hmm. even the, the tech crunch stuff, we talked about some lenses, um, and then this micro acquire and, or I would even say, you know, looking at, you know, indie hacker has people write articles and it's again, mm-hmm. that's sort of similar, um, but there's all these selling sites that are selling things. I think FE International is another one, but they don't publicly list like okay. a lot of their uh, their portfolio or what they're selling. Flippa has stuff too, but now we're getting into like all kinds of like e-commerce and all kinds of different other stuff that probably yeah. wouldn't be. But any of these seller places, mm-hmm. the big question and lens I would have for any of these seller marketplaces is also like, why are they selling? Like if it was so good, right? Like is it either competitors are too tough, they can't continue to get traction or, you know, it might be a founder thing where it's like founders split up and that's like, it's, you know, people had different goals. So there could be other reasons that probably aren't really in the listing, but can make you kind of wonder, you're like, if I'm betting on this one or in Mm -hmm. this area, but it is good for looking at signals. Well, and I think it's, it's getting back to like, not, this isn't looking for a business idea. This is uh, getting a feel for what's out there and what are, getting what are people doing? What are people doing? And like, there's, there, there's even a few that just like, I would look at and be like, Hey, this is cool. What if there was this for this other, um, niche? Like how would that work out? And just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, whip up a little like thesis and then go kind of see what was in that little tunnel. Um, I've done that a few times, uh, over the week and, um, haven't gotten too far down them. There's only been one or two, I think I've sent to you, but, um, cool. Um, have you thought about last place I think of to add to this is, have you thought about there's all these open startups, right? Like mm-hmm. I think bare metrics has a list and I think there's a couple, I'll send some links. We can even add them to the show notes that I've seen, which have just like lists of more open startups and they do range. And again, from a filtering standpoint, they're uh, and a lens. They are, you can obviously look at ones that are like, you know, 20,000 MRR plus, right. Or something mm-hmm. like that could be a good, marker of like where to look or maybe it's more 25,000 30,000 um but that there is something there's traction a lot of them are telling their stories a lot of them are kind of saying uh and again not from a competitive hey just going to copy this standpoint but also (laughs) just like what patterns and ideas did they find maybe i'm cross-referencing this to another niche or just again just just getting your sniffer aligned on uh where where there is where there is a uh, cheese yeah yeah definitely cool all right so the search continues nate's just kind of canvassing and getting it i mean i'd be interested in i want to tell you to lean into this data thing but i also want you to kind of just like continue to use this time to like soak this stuff in um, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah otherwise we'll be back here in uh, six months you know rehashing 
what uh, fishing and hunting is. Yeah, so let's let's stay fishing for a bit. Let's see what what else you can catch. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. See you later.